0: You're listening to the podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or
1: sponsors. Bucka, 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 bucka. Ha You know the deal
2: for all of my people
3: and And even the
0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 23 of Can We Talk? This is Eric, I'm here with Shane and Anthony What's happening? What's going on? Please, please y'all like and share our, 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 uh, our podcast You can follow us on unofficial Can We Talk on Facebook Please like and share us on, uh, we're on SoundCloud as well on, as iTunes.
3: We're on SoundCloud under Podcast Detroit. around iTunes under Can We Talk. Yes. yes.
0: So please share. Please share and please like. So another eventful week. Uh, we're going to have Gabe here a little bit later, hopefully.
3: Hopefully he'll show up.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully he'll show up. But we got a lot to cover. And let me start with the current events because we had some craziness going on this past week with your, your celebrity president, mm-hmm. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Um, so apparently anyone from any African country is they They come from shitholes I guess uh that, that that was the uh the biggest news of of this past few days is where Donald Trump pretty much said that any any immigrant uh sh- shouldn't who comes from a shithole country shouldn't really come to the United States. I'm just paraphrasing it, but uh a lot of people are in in, in open arms over the comment and it just goes to show you again how disconnected how racist. This guy is. I love it's how a,
2: it's a racist comment, mm. but like we can't ignore like like I don't want I like a lot of like I don't want to go to Haiti. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna to go to Haiti, but we can't ignore like how they ended up right in those positions. You know? Like what like we can I mean, if you're gonna be outraged, we gotta be outraged about it all. Like exactly. how it ended up being that way in the first place. I mean, we got to. We can be outraged about Trump, mm-hmm. and we can be outraged about the tariffs that Clinton put on Haiti that allowed them to go into even deeper economic peril.
3: Look, man, two two things I got to say here. One, I love how it became like the real life version of Clue. <laughs> Some people were saying, "No, I didn't hear that." No, I, I think he said something similar to that, but I don't know if he said it. Yeah, no, he like said we it. don't he, know said if it. he said it. Like, and then the other thing I got to say is, look, man. It, I wasn't surprised at at this comment, but I feel like nothing. Even though this was a private conversation between him and his boy back in the day, nothing mm-hmm. touches. Grab bite by the jJ
0: Yeah, that's that's that <laughs> that's reaches a whole another one. level of, of, of terrible. But still, this kind of shows you how his mindset. Like anyone, he said, if they they want we want immigrants from Norway and in other countries that, uh, in in my understanding, I think he's saying other European countries, are countries each other countries
3: that aren't. I mean, I, I'm hearing like faint
4: voices
3: like a
0: little yeah a little bit i I feel you
3: i don't know i'm not trying to put nobody on the spot i'm just saying can you hear us
4: yeah i i can hear you i I turned up the um i turned up the headphones can you hear better now oh yeah i can hear i can hear
0: but yeah yeah, shout out to our new sound engineer uh sarah right (laughs) hi what's going on sarah thank you for joining us uh we want to welcome you to the the team this week thank you thank you (laughs) but um yeah just going off of the 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 com the comments that he made, it just shows you again um, we can't really expect anything from this president. In turn, we can expect things, but it's going to be very. Uh, everything he says is kind of controversial. Uh, so again, like you said, Shana, you have to have some sort of historical, uh, I guess, understanding of how these countries got that way. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying in that aspect, in that regard. I mean, but I've been
2: mad, so. <laughs> <For real. laughs>
0: but still, to sort of uh, judge 57 African countries. Just with this, a broad brush like that and just say they're all SO countries, I think that's, that does a definite disservice to our relationship with those countries that we definitely need, um, especially as we're going through these complicated times globally. Um, so that's that's that was one huge thing. Another thing is I heard in Azari was caught up in some uh, sexual
3: harassment thing. We thought it was over. Oh, we thought it was over. I told you it wasn't James over. I told you it wasn't over. James Franco. I didn't know about Aziz, but I know that James Franco. Right, the night after, the day after the Golden Globe <laughs> went. man, a story broke. Well,
0: but, but
3: that's crazy. The
2: James Franco thing, like I kind of already
3: knew. that. That's debatable. That's debatable.
2: Like you know. didn't like he asked you to show your titties. You didn't want to show your titty. Like what? What is it?
3: And then there's some woman know. who he dated, and when they were dating, he tried to like. Uh, ha- have her do her oral sex. He didn't force her, but he was kind of like pushing her to do it. I'm like, but they were in a relationship. I, w- I was not surprised like, when I heard James Franco name come up, though. Why? Because
0: he just <laughs> seems like he's the type of guy who will do something That's what like that. I said <laughs> about Kelsey Grammer,
3: but they haven't got him yet. <laughs> I like Kelsey, though. I like Kelsey. But like you said last week, you thought it was over. It just started. I told you. I told you. And Michael Douglas did the smart thing. This, this, was the, this, is, this is one thing I, I've seen mm. so far. Michael Douglas came out and said Look, man, I know a story's about to drop about me. It's not true. Yeah, he came out before Got the story did.
0: Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. But you know, the thing is, no one is safe. No one is safe. So make sure this is to all celebrities, all people who are some have some type of power. Not even celebrities. Just on your daily day basis when you interacting interacting with people, be sure to to maintain some professionalism. Don't again. Don't if if you think that it's sexually sexual harassment, it probably
3: is. So just don't do it. I just avoid it. who's going to be the first female celebrity to get got. I know. I, I, I know that's going to happen at some well, point. Well, it wasn't something
2: know. a while ago with Paula Abdul where they was basically saying she kind of took advantage of her position at, you know, being a judge on American mm. Idol and she slept with one of the contestants. Mm. But I don't I think, think it was marketed so. that way. It went as, to the wayside. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it was marketed as she took advantage of an individual. Wow. Go ahead. Go
4: ahead. Uh, Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. It's Mariah of, yeah. Carey. Yeah.
1: Oh.
3: Yeah. What,
4: happened, what happened with Mariah? Um, sh- it was like a personal assistant or something that she asked to come up to her room, and she was just like naked. Wow! And the but, but Mariah, person was uncomfortable. that's Weinstein
3: behavior.
0: First off, Mariah Carey needs to stop singing. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw New <laughs> <laughs> Year's Eve.
2: Concert. No, she has terrible. She is man. a tradition. She invented Christmas. Oh my god! Listen, man, we gotta give it to her.
3: Twenty studio, years ago, <laughs> the studio does wonders for many people, man. Yeah. look at Britney Spears and all of them.
0: That's true. But, yeah, that's a whole another topic for another day. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, current events was was crazy this week. Um,
3: what did Aziz do? Tell me what Aziz I, did. I saw something on Twitter. Well, allegedly.
0: I'm trying to look <laughs> it up. I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi right now, but it was the first thing I saw this morning on Twitter. I was like, Aziz and sorry, caught up in sexual harassment scandal. I clicked on it. I didn't read fully read it, but it was a headline, so I, I assume it's going to be coming out fairly soon.
3: Oh, man, you're supposed to but, read it, man. We, we live right now. But, <laughs> you're to read it.
0: but it just shows you. Again, it's not over. So let's see what happens next week. Who's going to come out with some more allegations. It's going to so. be done. It's going to be yeah, done. Yeah. Aww. So who we got? Oh, we got the hip hop corner with Shayna.
2: Well, um, I had got into like a minor spat with huh? uh, somebody. Uh, there was allegedly? Uh, like <laughs> allegedly <laughs> um, there was uh, an article where Lupe Fiasco was uh, said that Kendrick Lamar is not a top tier lyricist. Hold on. I got
0: I got a
3: problem with that. I thought he said something else. Uh, Go ahead. Tell us the story.
2: He he said like he's a good storyteller. Mm -hmm. Like he gave him compliments. But he said that he's not a top tier lyricist. Mm -hmm. And the person that I got to the spat where he was like, you know, how can Lupe say something like that? Like he hate But I kind of agree with Lupe Fiasco on that
0: one. I
2: don't think that Kendrick Lamar is a top tier. You got to
0: elaborate for me. Why not?
2: like as far as like li- like i think he's a good storyteller he's a good performer like like all around rapper, but I don't like as far as like lyrics like who do you think like are like lyricists
0: so you thinking like in terms of like dropping metaphors and and and, and having it flow us this...
3: i i Listen. Once upon a it's time, tough. people called Lil Wayne a lyricist because he dropped metaphor. His metaphors were gorgeous back yeah. in the day. Still are. You see a little bit of twinge of the great Lil Wayne nowadays. Not that much, but you know, people called him a lyricist because of his excellent metaphors. But it goes beyond metaphors, Shana. You and I right. know this. What, right. what is it that we I mean, know? We got know. some whack metaphors. metaphors. We know storytelling. We know social commentary. We know goofiness. Bragadocious. Braggadocio- Double
2: entendres, triple entendres, but I feel like Lupe. But I feel like of all of the rappers, entertainers, Lupe is the most qualified to make that assessment.
3: Yeah, but you know, Lupe
2: is a top tier lyricist.
3: Yeah, but if Martin Scorsese Hmm. says Steven Spielberg's last film sucked, that doesn't mean you should take that as law. It's up to you. It's up to you, the audience. If the audience believes that Kendrick is a top tier lyricist, then who are you making the music for? The public. And a lot of times when you are looking at, all right, if he was a, if he was
0: a rap battler, I would say, yes, you have a point. But we aren't talking about a rap battle where you got to be a little bit clever. We got to have the double entendres. We got to have those, the hard metaphors. It's about it's about the story. It's about telling your story in a way that sort of sells. And I think that Kendrick, if you just offer that requirement alone, he's better than most of
3: them out here. You know, if you look at um, "Sing About Me" slash "Dying of Thirst," you know that's a great long song. You know, if yeah. you look at uh, how much a dollar cost, right. I mean, you know, that's a great storytelling song right there.
0: Yeah, I think I prefer someone who can sell, tell a good story in their in her rap than someone who's throwing out a bunch of
3: metaphors that some, sometimes may not make any but sense. But Lupe
2: can do both.
3: We're not we're not we're not discrediting Lupe. We're talking right. about Kendrick though.
2: But I I don't I agree I don't think he's a top tier like lyricist like when I like when I listen to rap like and I'm like oh yeah he's a like a top tier lyricist I'm thinking like a, maybe like a big pun maybe
0: a Biggie, Lupe, and that's even debatable on some. It's
2: just hard. I mean, it's, it's all debatable. It's subjective.
0: <laughs> it's subjective to the fact that someone's preference just may be Kendrick or Lupe over or someone else. So it's kind of hard. It's, We have to have a set of of criteria to say, all right, this is what makes a a lyricist, the best lyricist. But But there's none.
3: Lupe has been known to be a little bitter. Sometimes the OGs can get bitter. Like, I remember when Drake dropped views, Lupe thought, Lupe kind of hinted that Drake stole the theme of winter to summer and all Mm -hmm. that with his album. And even the thing I heard about Lupe and Kendrick is that Kendrick and SZA SZA dropped a single for Black Panther where their album cover matched Lupe's new album cover for his new album. And they, he accused them of swagger, jacking, and TDE, the label that Kendrick belongs to, the president said, oh, Lupe, go kick and push yourself into a tree with these wild allegations. <laughs> and I love the way Lupe responded. He was so sarcastic. He said, oh, I see what you did there. However, it's rather impossible to skate into a tree because most trees are located in grass where skateboards don't actually work too well work too well due to the wheels not really being optimal for transversing across such terrain. Now, a car or, say, a well-placed gate. I was like, uh-huh. Come on, man! Lupe took it too far now.
0: I think yeah. Kendrick is everything that
3: Lupe wanted to be, and I uh, think
2: is he? I think so. Because I feel like Lupe had the opportunity to be Kendrick, and he turned it down.
3: Yeah, well, everyone goes their own paths, though. Kendrick could have easily could Kendrick could have easily just been just like Lupe, you know, still making out the same material, just not as popular. Yeah. But I mean, you just can't. The
0: fact that Kendrick had that mass appeal, I think that Lupe is a little bit hurt about that. Yeah. You know? And I think he's starting to sort of show that a little bit. He's a,
3: Look, man, this is Dave Chappelle and Ken Peele. Okay? Right. This is Dave Chappelle and Ken Peele.
2: <laughs> I don't think Dave Chappelle is bitter, though.
0: No,
3: I think he does it in a joking way. I don't he think he's bitter. He does it in bitter. a joking way, but, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, damn, man, Comedy Central gave these guys my show. But Dave Chappelle, he's making a lot of money from Netflix. And did you yeah. see that Netflix
0: special? Yes. Oh, my
3: God. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. And they, Lupe, both, yes. And Lupe has gone his own route, but that doesn't mean there's still not a lot of bitterness there. I, yeah, I, I.
0: It's tough. This
3: is this is something with where, old age. Well,
2: I don't think uh he's not old. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean just because and you're a veteran, years, and so, it, he's a veteran. Well, that's nothing, there's a there's veteran, nothing, but that doesn't mean that you're that. old. But like even like Big thing. Crit, he kind of you know admitted to a little bit of his bitterness. Mm. It and he's not a veteran. Like Big Crit's a
3: veteran. No, he's not. Listen, listen. <laughs> oh, okay, listen. I love
2: Big Crit. He's not a vet.
3: Mm. I don't know man that's debatable but you know
2: like when you put them up like next to like a Lupe fiasco it takes as far some years. as time it, like, in the game
0: it takes some years there's always an, a, resent, a resentment that is held especially when you're older and you're looking at the, the younger generation you're like you know what I could I did that better in your mind you're like I, I did that better and it may not have been better in retrospect but in your, in your mind you're just comparing yourself and your time back then to what the the new people are doing now. You just sort of over critique and over criticize. And I think that may be one of those things. All right. But let's move. Let's move on to Anthony's two cents, because I know you had a lot of good stuff to say.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two cents. All right. So I saw two movies uh, since we last talked. I saw um, The Post and Phantom Threat. Let me talk about The Post. Hmm. So The Post is the new film by Steven Spielberg, but that's not the real reason you're going. The real reason you're going is because you're going to see the male and female goat Tom Hanks and Meryl <laughs> Streep go toe to toe. I mean, no, no. Seriously, it's, yo, it's 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 a wonderful thing to see those two on screen. They're just they're just wonderful actors. They're they're veterans, and it's really about um, this paper that was going. The Washington Post started off locally, and they weren't as big as the New York Times. And really, Meryl Streep is the owner of the paper, and uh, I think Tom Hanks is the main is the head editor. Yeah. So they have this paper that kind of details what went down in um, in the '60s in the war. I believe it was Vietnam. What, what, what war was in the '60s? That was a uh, Yeah, Vietnam. It, was, it, was yeah, Vietnam it kinda goes into detail about some things that went down at the Pentagon and it's really all about journalistic integrity and mm. Meryl Streep is the owner because she inherited it from her husband who committed suicide, mm. but um she still doesn't get that respect because she's the only female in the room. This this film couldn't have come at a perfect time. I think mm. Steven Spielberg, you know, he's he's gentle with his storytelling, but he's he's precise. You know, he, mm. he's out to make the audience feel good and feel brave and all that good stuff. Okay. So yeah, this uh this is a pretty good movie. Um, it's about finding your voice, standing up even when the government is telling you don't. It's it's pretty nice, man. Did they win any awards for uh, the Golden Globes? I think they got nominated. You know, okay. it's, it's 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 an Oscar-nominated picture. Come yeah. on, man, you got the holy trifecta: Spielberg, Hank, Street. Right. Yeah, that's on, definitely man. yeah. They're gonna get nominated in some category. You know sure. what it is. Um, and uh, I want to talk about Phantom Thread. Now, this is uh my favorite filmmaker, Paul Thomas Anderson made this movie. Um, but it's really good because it's Daniel Day-Lewis's final film. Mm. He chose to retire after this one. And it's pretty good, man. its, it's <laughs> I, I mean, Why? he's done this before. We don't know if he's really going to go through so like, with is
2: it. Is he retiring or is he going away for another five years?
3: I don't know, man. Homeboy <laughs> said he's retiring, but it's a its a wonderful performance, man. It's set in 1950s post-war London. Daniel Day-Lewis is like this famous dressmaker who falls in love with this um, waitress. And he kind of like... He uses her for, for the template of like all his dresses, but he's kind of like a little controlling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a dark romance film. I swear to you, it's not boring because it's actually pretty funny. Um, Yeah, man, I'm going to miss Daniel Day-Lewis, man. He Seeing something like this, you're going to wish that he could make more films.
0: Yeah. And and I heard uh, some really good reviews did. about that, too. What did y'all see? <laughs>
3: I saw Insidious, uh, The Last Key. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I never got into those movies, man. Which ones are the good ones? I, I never I, watched them. You know what? I've never, so I
0: saw like the first one, um, but I never really followed it. It was more so I was bored. I was like, all right, let me just go find something. And the only thing that was available at that time that was available was Insidious. And I kind of regret even (laughs) going because it was a waste of two hours of my life. But Mm -hmm. it's just one of those jump scare movies with no real plot just to scare you. Um, The acting was horrible.
3: And they've been the same since James Wan left, because I know he yeah. started it, right? Yeah,
0: it, it it was it was bad. It took it definitely took a nosedive this uh, <laughs> this time around. But um, definitely save your money, save your money <laughs> on that one.
3: You know, man, it's like the paranormal activities, man. They run these into the ground when it's yeah. so easy to make, like right. so cheap to make. I mean, I must say,
0: and it's like no substance. It's like, all right, you doing a, the cheap jump scares and someone pops out the the closet. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it gets old. It gets hey, old sometimes.
3: Hey, Shana, is, is Paddington two popping? I, I haven't it. seen I it,
0: heard it, yet. it I heard 100% of Rotten Tomatoes
3: there. I, n- I
2: did not like the first one. I, I want to see the first one. I didn't yeah. like it, but it's like one of them things, like, I got to go mm.
3: see it. <laughs> what what, what you have, have
2: you seen? Huh? What have you That's seen? That movie I saw was Jumanji. Hmm.
3: I'm going to see that after this.
2: Okay. You? I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. All
3: right. I just saw What the Health yesterday, man. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. That made me feel like there's no church in the wild. There's nothing I can eat. There's <laughs> nothing.
2: Oh, uh, if you think that's bad, I watched uh Rotten.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw the yeah, couple, my, first couple. My, of my girl
3: told me about that one.
2: Like, you basically you can eat air right with
3: may <laughs> maybe drink water, I don't know.
0: Maybe. <laughs> you
2: some frozen water with some water gravy. But that <laughs> but that's <right>. that's
3: it. <laughs> what the Health kind of made me cynical? Like cuz I was sitting watching it with my girl and I was like, "Well, you know, there's a lot of things that's not good for you. You know, cars mm. have exhaust, you know, yeah. that could kill you. Everything in the world could kill you." And I understand what the filmmakers were trying to do and they were right. But I was like, man, you know, everything's bad for you. And um It's so true. What about you? <laughs> Have you seen anything?
4: Um, I saw The Greatest Showman. That was the last one I've gone and seen.
3: With Hugh Jackman?
4: Yeah. Was that
3: was that worth it?
4: The costuming was amazing. The choreography was amazing. The songs was it was amazing. I didn't care for the plot so much. Okay. Awesome. But it, it the story was, was shit. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really enjoyable. It's it's kind of a hard story because it's based on a real story. Mm. Right. So it's like, but the costuming and the songs were beautiful. So
3: it's like a 90s music video. The flashy lights, everything yeah. is great, but the songs suck.
1: We should say the, no, the, song, the songs were good. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I mean like, like,
3: oh, like, like 90s, comparing it. the plot to the song. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You not and talk I, about the nineties like that, right? I from.
0: mean, it <laughs> depends
3: on what kind of artist we talk
0: about. But I think a lot <laughs> of movies they can. That's a redeeming quality. Of course, you know the plots aren't. Always going to be the greatest. But if you have a great cast, you know, other visuals that are really good. Yeah, I think the cast sort of make was great.
4: Zendaya, she was fantastic. Yeah. And Zac Efron was really good in it. It was it was a really good cast.
3: He's kind of come full circle, huh? From
1: yeah.
4: High School yeah. Musical high school to this. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the whole. All of I the choreography was the very series. High School Musical.
3: Um, <laughs> I enjoyed that series. You like High School Musical? Um, I like yeah. the first one. I got to say, man, Breaking one. Free. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my song.
0: <laughs> I know.
3: We're soaring.
0: Fly
3: <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I watched a lot of that.
0: Um But this kind of you're you're uh you talking about what the health and, and about all these concerns that we're facing sort of brings me to our topic. Mm-hmm. What is our buckulus? Like we're gonna die anyway, so you might as well eat that cheeseburger, the <laughs> last slice of pizza. You know, but between then, uh what is on your bucket list? What do you want to fulfill? before you inevitably pass away?
3: Man, I'm, I'm going to just start this off with a recent experience I had. I was leaving my second job, and my car died on me. Mm. You know, it was the alterator of all things. So I called AAA, and this guy picked me up. You know, he helped tow my car to my nearby mechanic. And I was talking with him, and, you know, he was telling me about his life, telling me about, um, you know, how... um. <laughs> His daughter, you know, she doesn't like his new wife, and you know, and all that. He used to live in Colorado, but moved back to Michigan to go back to what he loves doing, which is towing and, you know, being a mechanic. Mm. So I asked him, I hey, say, hey, man, what's what, what's your bucket list? What do you do? Do, do, you, do you have one? Did you used to have one? He said, Yeah, I used to have one, not anymore. I think it's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's like in his like, 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 like late like late fifties, early sixties. So I said, Well, what 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 do you want to do now? What what would be the end game for you? Just win the lottery and be a professional um, beach bum in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm like, huh. So it kind of made me think like, man, when it all comes down to it, like we can like strive to do all these things. But are we ever going to like really like stay faithful to it or mm. does it really just matter or is it all just dreams?
1: Mm. I
0: mean, it reminds me of what we talked about with New Year's resolution. Like we ha- we set these goals, you know, we're like, all right, we're going to achieve this. We got this. But then life and just happens. Life happens and you change your plans. I think bucket lists are a great, great thing to sort of set your mind to. Like at least, all right, I want to travel more. You know, I want to travel at least once a year. That's something that you can definitely do. But I think, um, you know, life has a, a strange way of of throwing out your plans, <laughs> and you have to sort of adjust to that. Like with the guy who was um, you talked to with the the repair shop. I'm sure when he was 20, 30 years old, he had these grand ideas. like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to do this, start a business, do this, do that. Right. Um. But but things happen. So. There's always a sense of adjustment, but I think you need to figure out again what are those core things that you sort of hold dear to your heart, and what can what can you do, or what can you do on a daily basis to sort of fulfill, you know, some of your core goals in life.
2: Well, when I think of bucket lists, I think of something very like specific, like I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, or I want to skydive, or something like that. Like when be a, that. Like when I think of like bucket lists, it's always something extreme, like mm. outside of the norm. Mm. Well, well, let's. We're outside go, of your norm, like.
3: Right. Well, let's go around the room. Wait, let's start with you, Shana. What What would you like to do before you kick the bucket?
2: Uh, make sure my daughter gets through college with no loans.
3: That's the only thing.
2: Yes. No personal. No, no personal. Uh, <laughs> that is <no>? personal. <laughs> yeah that's 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 my ultimate goal in life okay if you want go goal. if she if she wants to go to college i'm not gonna force that on her but if she wants to go to college that that's my main thing to make sure you emerge from college with no student loan debt
3: okay so that's that's ultimate goal what's the sub goals there has to be something beyond that though like what do you mean well that's the main thing you want to accomplish yeah but i mean like beyond that what's some things that you wouldn't not not necessarily wouldn't mind doing, but you're like, man, I'm I'm gonna do this at some point. I'm going to see the roots perform with Nas at some <laughs> right. point. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I achieve that.
2: I would like to be I would like to be married. Okay. And be in a um a healthy, you know, stable marriage. Mm.
0: That's, That's it. it?
2: I mean
1: well, Again, I mean, it can be anything your heart yeah. desires,
0: like any any goal that you see that is important, or you you've always wanted to do as a kid, you know, that could be a bucket list.
3: Well, what do you think, Eric? What, what's what's? I would
0: say for me, I always wanted to, I always want to perform on stage in front of thousands of people. I mean, I don't know what capacity, but um, yeah, that, it'd be fun. It's just like the power that you feel from like entertaining like a group of a crowd of people. Like, I can only imagine how that feels like being Jay Z or being you know Beyonce on stage, and you could just come in. The attention of thousands let
3: Let's be cool Okay Yeah I got I got quite a few actually <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about this a long time No no, no the most important thing is I, I do you know want to be married With a family and I want to have more than one child Because I grew up an only child
1: mm-hmm.
3: You know my own mom tells me I don't want to have just one grandson or one granddaughter I want them to have a sibling Because I, 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 I wanted you to have a sibling
2: yeah. Uh, they always say that, but they don't have sibling money. They don't have <laughs> of course two
3: grandkid money. Of course not, but that can't be in the front of your mind. So yeah, that that's the main thing. But well, that's it's part of the main thing. I want to be, I want to be a well-known storyteller. Mm. You know, I've always loved telling stories, whether it's writing or you know things of the sort, filming. I've always wanted to be a storyteller, and I kind of wanna, I want to achieve the same level that um you know um. Achieve the same status that Stephen King and Tony Tony Morrison have. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you read something by Stephen King, you know it's it's, it's fast, it's funny, it's mm-hmm. disturbing. You read something by Tony Morrison, it's deep, it's it's um soul cleansing, it's soul shaking. You know, these are people that by their names alone, you know what you're getting. And yeah. I want somebody to hear the name Anthony Holden and know that I have a distinct style and that you know I I'm I'm, I'm great at what I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And you know, um, on the side, I I want to meet Jennifer Lawrence and shoot my shot. At some point <laughs> nah, but that's That's a joke But yeah man that's so, Jennifer
0: Lawrence Just in case you're hearing uh, <laughs>
3: Anthony wants to talk to you <laughs> I'm just kidding But yeah man I mean I feel like These are, are things That you and your heart Want to Want to achieve You know Shana wants Her daughter To go through college Without having debt Right You know You really want to be on stage Performing in front of people Not because you want attention But because you want to feel That rush of you know Everybody is paying attention to you You have their attention Eric McLeod, can we talk the Broadway musical? <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying?
0: You know on the Broadway musical aspect. then This is a completely different side side topic. They should have a um a musical for Kendrick Lamar's uh what's his name album? um
3: Pimp a Butterfly? P- Pimp a Butterfly. They should album. have a musical. A musical for it. I Imagine that. I
2: think Kanye's um Away some and Heartbreak will probably make a good How come
3: musical? they don't do this stuff? We need to get, we need to start. I got to put College Dropout over that one. To, to, to have a musical. College
0: dropout musical? Yeah, no. I can see it.
3: I can see it. But go ahead. I'm listening.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying we need to get that started because I, I had that idea like a year ago. Like they need to have some, some hip hop album mus- musicals. But anyway, going back to, um, you know, the bucket list, I, meet uh, in terms of the bucket list, I kind it's kind of hard for me to sort of. This associated that with like just just goals and goal setting, because mm-hmm. um, for me like everything I do on a daily basis, I'm trying to at least lead up to my my goal, you know, to attain my goal and and not necessarily be on stage, like either you know finishing up my doctoral program, you know, become a professor, things that such. Those are sort of I'm taking the steps lead up to that goal, but I just feel like the bucket list is usually something that is really far fetched that you may not even be able to do, but mm-hmm. it sort of keeps you motivated or keeps you. Sort of on track, to maybe one day. What do you want to teach? Um, well, I want to teach education. Well, on a college college level. Um, and so right now I'm doing some like some TA work, graduate assistant work, you know, in the classroom. So I'm starting to get my feet wet a little bit. Um, but again, that's one of those things where it's it's achievable. Like this, my bucket list, though, I want to be something so far fetched that if it does happen, I can die that day. I could die the day after. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Like, and it's and that's why so. Do you think your goals that you have right now, right now, your bucket list dreams, is that something that you know after you obtain that would you want to just die? Like can you die happy? Oh
2: yeah, I'll I'll die. She walked you know across that? stage, no debt. I, I can jump in the ground right, right. <laughs> right then and there. But like, like you were saying, like bucket list is kind of like you know like goals. Mm. Like I want. My main goal is to have her graduate through college, or if I have another child, same thing. But in every day I work towards that goal, I have to raise an individual that's responsible enough to
3: get through college. Yeah. like life is ephemeral. I think mm. that's the way. I think that's the way I'm looking for. And your your perspective does change as you move through life. You know, Shana became a mother, so her perspective yeah. changed. What true. What was the Shana before motherhood? What What was the goals back then?
2: The goals uh they were very materialistic goals like I oh, man I want a real nice car mm-hmm. I want a real nice house I want real ni- i want very nice things mm-hmm. like if I could just get um a jag, a jaguar you know <laughs> right. and, and then you know when I get tired of that jaguar I can get another one
1: mm-hmm.
2: if I can get it just a really nice house and then when I get tired of the kitchen, I could just do it over like. The way that i want to but now that i'm a parent I, i've had the same car <laughs> mm. since before she was born and i i don't have an issue with it mm. i've been i've been saving for college for a very long time
0: <laughs> are, you, are you close to having enough to
2: oh no <laughs> by the time she gets to college it's gonna, it's gonna be a hundred thousand dollars a
0: year right that's true. I'll, let's let's reflect it from this way. All right. So if you were to go to the doctor and they say, "I'm sorry to tell you, but you're gonna you have a month to live." Within that month, what would you do? Let's let's sort of shorten these goals
3: up and make it more so something like immediate that you would I'm, do. I'm I'm going to do this in time, but I'd uh, I take my girl and I'll travel to Portland, Oregon. There's a show I watched called Portlandia. Portlandia. Oh, <laughs> I want to go there, man. I just it feels like the perfect weird city for me to just take a a a, a just a 3-day vacation there, man. Mm. I just I I love the atmosphere of that city and I know it goes beyond the show, but that would be the first thing I do.
2: Mm. I love 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 my family. So, if that were if that were to be some news that I would get, I would want to take a trip yeah. like with my family, like my mother, my father, my dad's ex-wife, mm. because, you know, they had two kids together, my brother and my sister, my my siblings, mm. their kids, my kids. I would just like to, you know, go somewhere and, and just be. It could yeah. be Mackinac Island. It could be Florida, anywhere. Just go somewhere for a time period and just be mm. with them. Yeah. What about you, sir? That's something that I should probably get the ball rolling on anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, hold up, up share what's what's your bucket list and then tell us what you would do if it was immediate.
4: So right, I really like to travel. So right now my like I guess my main goal is I want to visit a country from every continent. Mm. So I've got two down.
1: Nice.
4: But and then after that I think I'd just want to visit as many countries as possible.
0: Yeah. i feel like for me. I for, I forgot the name of this movie, but it was with Queen Latifah. Last Holiday? Last Holiday. I would do something she did. It's a just cute to, movie, man. It was, it was. It was a cute movie. <laughs> I would go to like the the, the the
3: Alps and just hang out, ski, spend all my money. Can we just talk about how, in the beginning, I didn't see L.O. Coogee and Queen Latifah together. Yeah. I was like, I cannot see that, bro. Yeah. I know they're both rappers. They both are accomplished actors, but I can't see it. But in that movie, they, they, they were cute together.
0: That's some good chemistry in that movie. Right. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't see, say any of them are the greatest actors in the world, but, um, you know, for what it is, man, what the movie's worth.
3: Listen, man, set it off yeah. and in too deep. Hello, yeah, Cool J and Queen Latifah delivered. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I'll, yeah, I'll, give, I'll give you that. I feel like um, Queen Latifah is always sort of typecast into specific roles, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's I'll, a whole another show. <laughs> but, but I would definitely look at, you know, that sort of as an example. Again, just use your savings and live life. Like, enjoy a little bit of life you have left.
3: Probably. From a writing perspective, I wouldn't... I, like, I know there's this new show on BET called Tales where they take um, famous hip-hop songs and they make episodes based off... I think Irv yeah. Gotti co- created it. It's. A, I heard it's a pretty good show. I wouldn't love... I, I wouldn't mind writing a robbery scene to the tune of uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s Play a Hater.
1: <laughs> or at least seeing
3: that on screen. I feel like that would be just marvelous. Have you heard that song?
1: Yeah, yes. that'd be...
3: So you create
0: a... Create a uh... Sort of like a Tales episode, just
3: around a slow motion. Scene. Yeah, it's got to be slow. Yeah, mm. It has to be slow motion, and you know, you mm. got notorious. I think it was Diddy who uh, who who uh, horribly sunned the hook. Play
2: your I mean, they were both <laughs> terrible singers on that song. <laughs> but it's such, not... it
3: would be such a great scene, though. I could yeah. see that in a Tarantino movie because he likes hip hop. I can see it. That that would be good.
0: I wonder. So, looking at celebrities, and and you know, we lost a lot of. You know, famous people over the past few years, um, yeah. you know, like Prince, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, MJ, MJ. I wonder, looking back on their lives, do you think that they
3: are, in hindsight, would they be happy with what they left? It's hard to say it with Mike Jackson because I know he always tried to top Thriller. Yeah. I know he always tried to top it that. It's hard. You know, Can't. It is hard. And I know he never was really like satisfied with that. So I don't know deep in his heart. Then again, he's, he's a, he's an interesting case. Cause yeah. you know, he, he got beat when he was a kid. He didn't think he had a sufficient childhood. So he tried to make one in adulthood and it made things confusing and made mm-hmm. people think he was trying to come out to little boys. It, yeah. it, he's a, he's an interesting character, but I don't, I don't know if he was satisfied in the end. Mm. Cause I look at it like this. We have these um in our minds, we
0: create these stories and narratives around these, these famous people and celebrities. We build them up to these high esteems, these high levels Uh, almost in some instances godly levels um and in our in in their minds i wonder if they think that they have flaws obviously they have flaws themselves but see if they're on their deathbeds and they're sitting there and and thinking about all right what have i done to create a better world or what have what legacy have i left i wonder if they're as satisfied as we think in our minds we built them up to that's just something i thought about just psychologically like you know the way we sort of
3: some of those people you named, though they weren't they weren't known to be good people. Like in like behind closed doors, like Steve Jobs is a is a visionary, but mm-hmm. behind closed doors, he was known to be a very mean man. Yeah. In my hand, I, I hold an iPhone, but you know what I mean. The guy that response, is responsible for it, he wasn't even to his family. They, they he wasn't really a nice guy. And you got to ask in the end, he did make amends. It was it was told that he made amends with some people when he was on his deathbed. But did he feel like that was? Karma of the world, cruel mm. karma, from from God Himself, or what? I don't know. That makes me think. I'm just looking at it from a legacy
0: standpoint. He left a legacy of having against iPhones being in every single person's hand. Us being sort of connected to that, like it's a part of our, our beings. What legacy? And we can go through the different genres. We can go through um music, movies, books, authors, whatever technology. technology what legacy? would you say one of your 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 biggest influences, even if they're alive or dead, have left or is currently leaving on this world? Again, it could be Kendrick Lamar leaving the the, the albums of uh, To Pimp a Brotherfly, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, things that things like that. Those are legacies that he's leaving that 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, people are going to still look back and say, you know, that's Kendrick Lamar. That's what
3: he did. I think my favorite author is Stephen King. I think mm-hmm. he's he's left the idea of the limitless limit of imagination. Mm. I've seen this I've read this man's work, I read most of his works, and because I'm such a fan, it's part of the reason why I'm so grumpy and cynical towards film adaptations and the reason I didn't like the Dark Tower. Yeah. But I think like he he taught me as a writer, imagination is limitless. Because he has like these these villains that like got a sailor's mouth <laughs> and if in the way he describes them, they look they look grotesque. Yeah. You know, and it and it doesn't make sense. But when you're reading it, the words make you see the picture. The words make you feel and believe. Mm. I I think that's the legacy Stephen King
0: leaves. What about you? Or somebody in music? Maybe somebody in entertainment?
2: Well, just an overall individual that um, I try to model my life after is Martin Luther King Jr. But he's inspired me to. Um, to give without you know, without the expectation of reciprocation, as far as you know, community work, but he's also inspired me to because he left a lot of words behind letters, speeches. So, he's and he's inspired me to write things down, Mm. to write my ideas out, as far as what I want to do to improve my surroundings.
0: That, that is that is deep. I know for me, um, you know, a political figure who played definitely a definitely part in all of our our current lives. Um and I was looking at a, a it was a uh session with him and it was Dave Letterman episode with uh Dave Letterman Barack Obama. And Barack Obama just hearing him sell his story about, you know, his childhood, his father not being in his life, you know, sort of being um Living between worlds, so to speak, he was living from in Indonesia, Hawaii. You know, went to to uh, Harvard, lived in Chicago, and sort of being multi culture, multiracial, um, balancing the difference in cultures, and sort of seeing how each of that has led him to where he is now. Um, how all those experiences in his life were just sort of the the catalyst to get him to where he was as our president, and I think that that. Hmm. He will always and forever be known as the first black you know, president of the United States. And I think that that's something that people, young people who are of color can still aspire to, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Looking back as he did it, he was the first person he set the example. And I hope to be there, you know, in the future.
3: You know, I I, I got to say something about Obama, man. Yeah. You know, when he was first elected, I remember the night I didn't think I I when I was young, you don't you don't really think about things like this. And I didn't really think I remember that night, but I remember it vividly. I um I went to sleep for a minute and mm. I woke up and I went downstairs. My dad was like, "Yeah, first black president, son." Mm. And my mom was at work. You know, she worked nights. She called me up. She says, "I don't want you to forget this moment, son, because this is this is pretty special." And I said, "All right, I, I won't forget it." And I ha- I haven't. People can say what they want about his politics. I know he I know from that aspect he wasn't the best. I know he could have spoke more for us a little bit but damn it man if if you look at his poise if you look at his just his demeanor and the yeah. way he handled that role even with the haters that were on the republican side and on the home team mm-hmm. i think the man he he just like he he's a model citizen yeah you know and you don't really see many black people in that light in the pop culture stratosphere and i think for that alone that's a legacy maybe not his politics like i said mm-hmm. but that that's a legacy and
0: for him and again in the interview he's saying how he inherited the you know the worst economy that's in generating decades. Uh, he said they were losing 800,000 jobs a month at that point. You know, he said the recession was almost worse than what it was at the point in the Great Depression. And so, mm. you know, he was able to within his first year, you know, put us in the, the positive in terms of job growth and, and economic stability. And I think people don't really appreciate that. I mean, I think that we're starting to see it now. We're starting to see the sort of the fruits of the labor that he sort of uh, put in, put in place um, right now economically. Uh, but I don't think really people appreciate just what he had to deal with and overcome. And I think it's always that, that sense of he could have did more, but at that point when your plate is already full, it's like, all right, I got to do what I can just to see, to help everyone help the the economy itself, you know, survive. So it's going to be difficult.
3: And obviously we, we, and I see you. I see you over there. I, I understand. I understand that. <laughs> no, I know. I just you, you kind of heard that before. Like, well, you know, it's the it's the first it's the but, first one. I know. I got you.
0: But but you have to realize that it's the the government is huge. Like the the amount of pressure and amount of issues that he has to deal with. Obviously, he won't be able to sort of touch on every single issue that he wanted to. But I think that he at least in some cases tried. He could have did better, but he tried. And I think the legacy he's going to leave. Again, people are seeing. Even now, like, again, he was, he was a great president for what he had to deal with.
2: And um, as times change, goals change, how many people had that on their bucket list right. to vote for the yeah. first black president? Yeah. yeah, Something that they probably never thought, you know, was possible. And, and they were able to do it. And
0: the interesting thing is that this conversation about the bucket list does a great job of coinciding with the MLK
3: Day, too. You know, I think that, um, you know. It's a day of service. It's a day where you should give service.
0: Yep, and Martin Luther King in one of his speeches before he died said you know, I've seen I've seen the mountaintop I've seen over the mountaintop, I might not get there with you, you know,
3: but I've seen it. You know, I, I you know, a, a comedian I follow um, Aries Spears, he says something about that speech he says, mm-hmm. man, when he gives that speech and he's done and he just sits back in his chair like ugh, it's like he almost knew he was going to die, and I mm-hmm. think, man, you're exaggerating and I watched it myself uh-huh. and it, I, it, the man looked like he knew yeah. The end was coming, and he just had to give the speech and just just sit down afterwards with all the energy left on him. Yeah, home.
2: back to, you know, a book that I mentioned before, Death of a King. He was suicidal, like that last—it mm-hmm. like he. It yeah. was almost like he wanted to. Like, he was tired, mm-hmm. and it was almost like—definitely not ju- definitely not justifying, you know, what happened to him, but it was almost like he—you know, with the pressure, you know, with, you know, the protests, and then with— you know his popularity being on the decline he mm. he yeah, he was he was tired you know it was coming from all fronts the fbi and he
3: was he was very stressed absolutely that's on the bucket list man i want to go to the location where he got shot cuz mm. i heard that's kind of like a museum ain't it yeah, it's a yeah, museum it's now museum. i, I want to go there i want to go yeah. there and see what 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 the layout is like and
0: the the, the interesting thing so his sort of his life and thinking about it right now, I, 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 my bucket li- list is kind of selfish. Obviously, it should be because it's your bucket list. Um, it should be. It mm-hmm. should be selfish. But part of me is thinking, like, why not make my bucket list about helping others? You know, why? I feel like, again, when we're looking back on life, and if there is a heaven or a hell, at least I can say, like, hey, I dedicated my life towards, you know, helping people who need it and sort but of isn't spreading. isn't
2: that selfish? I'm only going to help people so I can get in the heaven. No, no.
3: I'm saying <laughs> well- no. I mean, I I, and I I've wrestled with this myself. It's not selfish because you want yourself to be a better person, right? That yeah. is, that ain't that in itself is selfish. You want yourself to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not really selfish because you are giving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, All right,
0: so if people weren't religious, do you think they would still donate their time and and I think I, it had, I think
2: I run into agnostics and atheists quite a bit volunteering.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, yeah, I, I see a lot of people who aren't religious done at the time. And I think that it's more so about your moral um, your moral compass. If you're just morally a good person, you think that it's, it's right to help people, um, seeking no things in return. Again, your, but my bucket list, at least, is going to be sort of, I'm going to try to change it to look at how can I sort of make the, help the greater good of society, whether it's through my own personal, uh, you know, career path, you know, getting into politics, you know, writing stories like you're doing, you're writing that's helped people in certain ways.
3: I want to I um, want to wanna get back to legacy uh, right after I make this comment, okay. but tagging on what you said about, you know, um, if people didn't believe in God, would they still Look, man, it used to be I prayed to God because I need him. Then it turned out I pray to God because I love him and I need him. Mm. But even if you don't pray to God, people believe in something. Yeah. You know, I, I think Bill Maher is an atheist, but he believes in something. People believe in humanity. You know, they mm. may not believe in a, a higher power. They may do, but they don't call it God. But they people believe in humanity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Back to Legacy. I think Alex Haley and Malcolm X—they left the biggest legacy of all, and that was Malcolm X's autobiography. Yeah. I didn't—I didn't, I don't think he knew how big that would be. Just the mm. little jewels you find in that book, you know, just jewels about relationship, uh, religion, purpose. It's a—it's a beautiful book, man.
1: Mm.
2: Th- and yeah, and it's interesting how many people, when you ask them, like, "Hey, what, at what point in your life did you change? At what point in your life did you become, you know, this this selfless individual?" And a lot of times when I run into people, it was like when I read the autobiography of Malcolm
3: X when I was right. 20, when I was 16, when he, I was 25. He changes during the writing of that book, yeah, yeah. you know, because throughout the writing, he's dev, he's devout to Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And as it goes on, he says, man, I took a pilgrimage to um, Mecca, Mecca yeah. and I've changed. You you see him change and become older and, and more mature and you become a little bit more mature, more mature as you as you read it. I felt that experience. And that's a reflection of how
0: we are as, as human beings. We, again, we could come in with a preconceived set of notions that we may be taught, you know, that may, may be environmental. Um, but through our experiences, our life life uh, lessons, we can change our views, you know. So when people say, oh, you know, that person will never change, you know, they're just stuck in their ways. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more so they have to sort of uh, seek something. They have to go out of their way to sort of find, you know, who they are, find what they uh, truly believe in, and that can definitely shift their their views. But yeah, I agree with you with with Malcolm X. Um, yeah, that was amazing, amazing book. Um, I would also look at, and this is coming from the sports world, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan will for always and forever be known as the greatest basketball player ever.
3: You don't, hey man, I really got back to
2: that not being a nice person thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't say he was a good person. That
3: too, that too. But you don't, you don't think. Low key, you don't think LeBron will ever hit that status? LeBron will always be, so Michael's right here, LeBron would be one B. He'd be right just below. No. So it's kinda like, so you saying it's like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. It's
0: like the the legends, you can never you can never replace or dethrone a legend. Never. And he's the he's the mortal sports figure that exists. And he will not be touched. He's always gonna be up there and shrouded enshrouded in the the legends of sports within America.
2: But I think a lot of that gets lost when you're unable to bear witness. Like, I was not able to bear witness to a Richard Pryor that was relevant to the time. Yeah,
3: Same here. Yeah.
2: So, like, I can't really judge somebody. I mean, I can a little bit when they say that Kevin Hart is better.
1: No,
3: no. <laughs> no. Well, to the younger generation, I mean, if that's what you're bearing witness to, that's what you're bearing witness to. It's yeah, all like, about-
2: we're bearing witness to Kevin Hart who's selling our stadiums.
3: Yeah, but also we bore witness to Martin Lawrence, yes. Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. Right. We bore witness you to them the too.
2: We bore witness to them, right? But people born in two thousand didn't.
3: That's what it is. Yeah. So what, what 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 are we saying? So now?
2: I'm saying, like, um, as far as legendary statuses go. It's it's hard to judge as far as you know with Michael Jordan. Like we can easily say Michael Jordan, but somebody that was born in two thousand, they didn't. They didn't. Michael Jordan was playing for the Wizards when they were born.
0: But there will always be written record of their greatness. Even in music, you have albums that that you can still hear now from the forties, fifties, sixties, and that's that could be a great song. It was a great song back then. It's a great song now. If you're looking at solely records and looking at what Michael Jordan has done on paper. That's going to forever last. Well,
2: Chamberlain scored a hundred points in a game. All right, look, y'all, hold up. Let's,
0: <laughs> let's, let's
3: circle back. So, so tying into your bucket list and who you are mm. as a person—is uh, everything all right? It's listed, I think it's, this thing's little static. Okay, it's fine. Time back to the bucket list. So, how does Michael Jordan influence you? Because I think you were getting to that.
0: Yeah. So, in terms of the bucket list, he left again. He's leaving his mark. He, what, through just through his his skill of, of being a skilled athlete, he left his mark on the world that when he dies, he's going to be like, he won't say this, but when he dies, people are going to be like, you know, he was the greatest athlete of all time. So I'm looking from my perspective, my bucket list, I want to fulfill something to where when I die, people can look like, oh, Eric was the greatest blank of all, not of all time, but he did, he did this, whatever that is really well. And we're going to forever cherish that
3: because he did that so well. But you know, sometimes there's a punch, there's, there's a punchline to that Mm -hmm. because I think Jordan's last speech, which became a meme of him crying, you know, <laughs> if you if you actually listen to that speech, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's a good speech. It starts off pretty cool. But then he, he kind of gets a little bitter with it about talking about his his high school coach. I think that mm. cut him from the team. Oh, right, I'm yeah. like, man, you at the end of your stage right here talking about your legacy. Would you care about somebody in high school. But it's like there's always a punchline to that. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, but in his case, that that was always going to be a mark in his mind. That made him sort of switch again. Going back to uh, Malcolm X, he went to Mecca
3: in order to change his his ways, or in right. order for his, his uh, perspective to change. Punchline to Malcolm X: Get your hand out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some people make that joke now, and I'm like, that's funny, but that's not funny. Right? You know it's what not mean? funny. It, it's but, not funny.
0: But that instance where he was cut from his team, Michael Jordan, that was a defining moment in his life to change that, that his mindset and get him go- going towards his. uh ultimate awesome and passion and, and make him the greatest, let him to be in the greatest basketball player. So, again, you have to sort of have that, that spark that sets the reaction or that reaction that creates or the spark that creates the reaction uh, for you to sort of, you know, achieve that greatness. And so that spark can come from many places. Who knows?
3: I hear what you're talking about. I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a lot of words, but, I mean – The basic premise is that you need something, some some significant event happens in your life to sort of get you to
3: refocus, right? I knew I was gonna bring this up at some point. Mm. Y'all, have y'all seen the movie The Bucket List? Oh, a while ago. Yeah, Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Yeah. I think that movie again, another cute movie. But you know, I think that movie it it, it was perfect because Jack Nicholson was like this rich guy, Mm. Morgan Freeman was like you know like a, a working, I like to say middle class or upper middle class dude. But anyway, Morgan Freeman got diagnosed with something in the hospital and he goes on this little road trip with Jack Nicholson and they, they cross off things on their bucket list and things get real, man. You know, especially when Morgan Freeman tries to get Jack Nicholson to uh, reconcile with his estranged daughter. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a movie where the truth is not more clearer than that. You know, something happened in those guys lives. They went to the doctor because of some, you know, something wrong with their chest or whatever. And they decided, mm-hmm. all right, let's get this over with mm-hmm. before we kick the bucket. Yeah, but the moral of the story is that we wait too late.
0: Yes. Too many times. That too. We wait to that. We go to the doctor and we're diagnosed with something that is incurable. Then we're
3: like, all right, look, what? What can I do that I've never done before? No one's perfect at this thing called life, though, man. I you know, know what I mean? You could okay. do everything you want to do right now if you if you won the lottery, but then what else? What else is your purpose? I agree with you on that. Would you have a sense of purpose after that?
0: I I kind of agree with that. I feel like sometimes the most richest and famous people aren't as happy as we think they are you know just cuz they got all the money just cuz they again they can do whatever they want they their bucket list has been uh done years ago um mm. but it's like what's next you know for them like at least for people who are either hard working working class whatever they can sort of still find solace in knowing that you know there's a possibility that I can obtain this but if you have everything in the world you know it's like what do you even really
3: what are you excited for <laughs> what <are> you <laughs>
0: And that's a that's a deeper, I guess,
3: a deeper subject. Though this t- kind of ties us back to Trump. Yeah, I think like no, no, seriously, maybe he achieved everything he wanted to do in the world, and he was like, why not become president? Why
0: not destroy the United <laughs> States?
3: <laughs> seriously, why not be the face of this nation? I mm. feel like I would have won everything when I did that, and he got that. I think his
2: bucket list was to run. I don't, right. he I don't think want he win. wanted to win. <laughs> I was like,
3: well, it's, it's a complicated story because once he ran, you know, some people. The, the, already tried to push him back, but then he said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Then he just kind of took control. But my thing was, I think that was on his bucket list. Mm. And he kind of got more than what he bargained for, to say the least. I know people are pushing Oprah now to run for president. That's but... probably, I don't that's think that's different. on her bucket list. That's I don't, a different show. <laughs> that, that is a different show. But again, if that's on your bucket list and you achieve it, what else is your purpose? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is like when people say, oh, I want to be a president when I grow up. And you actually become a president. <laughs> You're like, what, what do you do? Dude. I wonder
3: what Barack doing right now. Like, what, is, what do you do after that? You had the, high, the best right job in look. the world. Dude, the realest scene in House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Spacey's character, before he got axed, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had a friend that was a black man that was, um, he, he, he barbecued. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's oh, yeah. a man that had his own barbecue shop. So he brought his grandson there to meet Kevin Spacey, He was the president at this point in the series. Mm-hmm. And he tells a little boy, if you work hard enough, you can be president, too. Mm. So when the man and the grandson started leaving He said grandpa do you believe that He said don't believe that shit son <laughs> <laughs> He said you can, you, you're not going to be president Everything's not possible right Right, But that that was the realest thing ever though I mean like mm-hmm. you said you can try to grow up and say I'm going to be president I'm sure Barack probably believed it But you know I'm sure it probably gave him a culture shock When it actually started happening Yeah, Well not a culture shock but just a That's shock just a shock to the yeah. system Yeah. So
0: <laughs> this might be a little deep So do you think that being, um, you know, being being African-American, do you have to sort of rearrange your bucket list? You know, like some things I might not be able to do. Like I might not be able to just, you know, uh, be a president one day as a kid. Like, oh, it might be a little bit difficult or or I might not be able to – I don't know. But, but do you think your your bucket list can be limited by your, your social situation or can it be limited by uh, cultural situations?
3: I mean, everything's attainable. It's just – it depends on how much want how much work you want to put into it, how much sacrifice. I don't know if everything's attainable, though. I don't know. Well, what's not attainable? Um, Say, for instance, you say, I
0: want to be a billionaire in five years.
3: Well, I mean, it might not happen in five years. It might happen in 30. You know, I mean, like I said, everything's attainable, but it's just the amount of work you want to put in.
2: Or I want to be a millionaire, but... You are a millionaire, like, by the time you retire, because you have that in your 401k, but most of it
0: goes to bills. Right. (laughs) Or student loans. I mean,
3: (laughs) like I said, it's attainable, but you got to work to get it to the point where you want to get it.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I guess, yeah,
3: I can see you on that one. I don't know if I'm ever going to succeed as a screenwriter, but I got to try. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's going to happen for me in my late 20s or early 30s or even early 40s, like... Ava DuVernay, it took her a long time to start popping. Now she's directing Wrinkle in Time. You know what I mean? Everything's attainable. It just depends on the amount of work you want to put in. Some of it is up to fate. Yeah, I agree. I believe.
0: So for you, knowing that your bucket list is that you're trying to become a well-known writer, Mm -hmm. um, and and I know you're taking the steps now, do you think that, is there something that you think that can happen between
3: now and then um, that can sort of propel you to that spot? Moving or to L.A. So, moving to L.A.? Yeah, moving mm-hmm. to L.A. You could try to probably do it for Michigan, but that's a long, hard road. And, you know, with the situation I'm in now, working two jobs, it's hard to even focus on mm-hmm. it during the week. But moving to L.A. is probably the first jump.
0: I noticed so- – I know Michigan isn't really the greatest place for up-and-coming like, it actors. It change as I get older. I don't know. But, but yeah. Well, why is that? Like, Why isn't Michigan sort of...
3: Well, the, the the film incentive got cut.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that.
3: That that was the main thing that axed everything, because this was going to be just as big as Atlanta, as mm-hmm. far as film production goes, but the incentive got cut, and that, that's pretty much what went down.
1: Mm.
0: Well, this had me thinking. This episode was... You know, really introspective. I got to really reflect on what I want to do. Any final thoughts about this uh, this topic of Bucket List?
3: You got something to say? Well, I
2: just, um, you know, not, really, not really, like, um because things change like things we grow change. like I like my goal is to make sure that you know my daughter gets through college I mean when she 15 what if she tell me she don't want to go mm-hmm. <laughs> then my that will you know that will change so
3: would that change your purpose in life
2: well my purpose in life I feel at this very moment is to work to do as much as I can to improve my surroundings, you know, mm-hmm. volunteering. I have a, a a group that I, you know, that I directly volunteer with, with, you know, young men. I'm trying to recruit some young, young women. But I just, I just want to work, you know, to improve the surroundings, you know, to make, you know, make the world a better place for, you know, the people that come in behind us.
0: Definitely. And I would say that you know, as we again begin to look at this MLK Day. And the service that he gave, his commitment to um, just human rights, civil rights, you know, for all our people. I think everyone's bucket list may be different, but sort of always keep in mind that how can you help people within it? You know, I try not to, to try to make sure that everything you're doing is doing is for the positive and greater good of the, of, of humanity, of society. And I think that'll help make you know our world a little bit of a better place if we all sort of collectively start thinking that way. Anthony, what about you? Last, last notes.
3: I mean, strive for what you want to strive for. but bit at the end of the day, remember to live life. Mm. Remember, remember to do that. Remember to live. You know, I okay. I got this bucket list, and yeah, once upon a time before I gained more friends, before I had like a um, a romantic partner, nothing wasn't stopping me. I was writing every day, but then life happened, and you know, you gotta you gotta socialize, you gotta interact with other people, and I kind of realized, don't forget to live. Mm.
0: With that being said, please like and share. Um we're on Facebook unofficial Can We Talk. Like us on um SoundCloud and share us on SoundCloud under Podcast Detroit, as well as iTunes under Can We Talk. This subscribe, be, subscribe. Via
2: iTunes and rate us. Please yeah, rate enough.
0: us, please. Stay blessed. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Book a book up. Ha. You know the Dell This is me, dope.
2: Beats by Supremo for all of my